Broadcasting from deep within Angel Stadium, this is Angler Chronicles. Good morning, Southern California. From Joshua Tree to Dutch Harbor, from the Canadian wilderness to the Amazon jungle. Buckle up, because it's going to be wall-to-wall action on Angler Chronicles. Angler Chronicles is brought to you by Turner's Outdoorsman, California's fishing, hunting, and shooting headquarters since 1971. Van Warmer Resorts, Hotel Palmas de Cortez, and Hotel Playa del Sol. Fishing Syndicate Quality Custom Rods, get syndicated. Carne de Teresa, providing quality, handmade, marinated meats. Owner Hooks, perfection in hooks. Lake Elsinore, the city of Dream Extreme. And Bite on Fishing, where your next catch is only a castaway. Good morning, Southern California, and welcome to this week's episode of Angler Chronicles. On Angels Radio, AMA 30 KLAA. My name is Sergio in the studio with me. The t- we're the two lone survivors, dude. Okay, Ron Hobbs, the director of the AC Fishing I'm over School. here. How are you? Yeah, he cha- then he changes seats on me. I'm looking the wrong way. All right, so uh, let me go down the list. Uh, Ben's on location. Uh, Mia is Mia, <laughs> so he's not here. But I do have Andrew Mack. From Max Fish Reports, Western Night Door News, uh, IGFA, uh, um, Bum on the Street. What else are you, Andrew? <laughs> Six feet under. Six feet under. The, oh, yeah, total pole. Forgot. Well, good morning, Andrew. Yeah. Good morning, Sergio. Good morning, everybody. And, of course, our dear friend, Steve Carson, the director of the Penn Fishing University. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, Sergio. Good morning, guys. All right. So, um, what a week! I, 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 you know, we, you know, we've had these storms. I mean, the wind's howling this morning, but I got some fishing in. Okay, uh, Andrew, you got some fishing in. Okay. Oh, yeah. Did Steve? Did you get a chance to or no? Nope. Nope. Sorry, I uh, did. But then I woke up. And then he woke up. Oh, he had a he had a he had oh, one good of those. point. Good point. Yeah, but anyway, some real fishing. Uh, you had a spectacular day yesterday at Fin Feather. Yeah, I definitely did. It was uh, it was wide open. These fish, these fish were were pretty close in, but they were just eating the hookup baits. I mean, it was there was times where I would cast, get hooked up. My buddy was hooked up, and then my other. I mean, we had it. We had three fish going at once. Wow. So yeah. Was, yeah. It was pretty good. Yeah. No, I, I saw the photos. Um, and you know we always say if there's no photos it didn't happen, okay? But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I saw the photos. Looks pretty good. You're there this morning, or you didn't get up in time? Um, I got some house stuff to do. I, I might head there in a couple hours. Honey, dude. Uh, well, how's the married day. life there, buddy? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. He, here's a noise that you're gonna get, become very accustomed to being married, and it goes. Whoosh, whoosh. Oh, oh like, my lip. You like that? You like that? Anyway, uh-huh. all right. So, uh, what's been going on, bud? Tell me about some of the um, freshwater yeah. world. Yeah, so uh, so we're gonna go ahead and start at Santa Ana River Lakes. Uh, Santa Ana River Lakes just stocked on Thursday again. Huge stocking, full truckload, just like they've been doing every single week since trout opened. Um, big fish are being caught. They're still seeing lightning trout from a couple weeks ago uh, show up here and there. Um, I mean, there's, it's pretty common to, to find six to nine pounders that are in there, and then they also are getting the double digits as well. Um, they do have a, uh, the first time in two years, uh, they have a trout derby coming up next Saturday on March 12th. 
Um, this is for, uh, they're going to have blind bogey. They're going to have, you know, the top three biggest fish for cash prizes. So it's going to be a great event. Um, they're also going to stock extra heavy again. So, I mean, watch the stock video on Thursday. There's going to be a solid amount of double digits going in, I'm sure. And then uh, probably a mix of a lot of other things. Um, and then from there, uh, Mountain Lakes, um, that's probably where Mia is. Um, they uh, they stock again every Thursday, 1,000 pounds, 500 pounds in each lake. Um, and then uh, the average actually has been pretty decent. I mean, it's we're talking three to five pounders. That's the average that are getting pulled out of these lakes. I mean, with only 1,000 pounds and that kind of average, it's been really good. That's decent, there. yeah. Very good. Very, mm-hmm. very good. Yeah, so, uh, so from there, uh, the San Bernardino County Lakes, you have Guasti, Glen Helen, and then Mojave Narrows, uh, they're actually in a 31-day derby um, right now. Started March 1st. Uh, it's going to go all the way to the last day of March. Uh, now, what they do for this derby is these three lakes, uh, it's the top three biggest fish caught for the entire month. Um, and then you you know, then you know, will win a cash a cash prize. I think a top prize is 1000 bucks and goes down, I think, to, uh, to 200 or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, then they, uh, I mean, that's, they've been stocking uh, every week uh, again. For these three lakes, uh, they stocked 1,598 pounds, so they double stocked for these three lakes. Um, and then you have uh, Ukaipa, Parado, and, and uh, or Ukaipa and Parado. Uh, they both stocked this week, too, but they're not in the Derby. They're still part of the, the regional parks, but those two lakes aren't in the Derby. Hmm. So far, I see pretty solid fish. Um, I know that, uh, that Cucamagaguasti actually just posted on their Facebook they're having issues with uh, the aerators, so that's that's going to be a problem. Um, but the other lakes, the other lakes are doing very well. Um, let's see. So from there, uh, Big Bear Lake still has snow on the ground. Um, it's still keeping uh, a few people away. Um, you know, they I guess they don't like the freezing cold. I don't mind it, but you know, some people are still getting on the shore. The ones that are, they're finding the fish, usually around the observatory area or close by the dam. Um, over there, you know, long leaders throwing out, and then uh, they're finding some finding some solid fish. Um, I did see a four pounder pulled out this week, um, so I mean, it's it's still some pretty good uh, fish in there. And if you go down the hill just a little bit uh, over to Lake Gregory, uh, Lake Gregory just started stocking again uh, for this year. They stocked uh, two weeks ago with a thousand pounds, and then uh, they'll be stocking um, again. Or actually, they just stocked on Thursday. Uh, with a thousand pounds of trout again with uh, lightning trout mixed in and these aren't just tiny fish I mean it seems like as soon as they stock I'm starting to get pictures being sent to me that are you know there's a few 10 and I think there was almost a 12 pounder caught last week wow. so, I mean they're they're getting solid fish and put in this lake um, now from there uh, well we'll go to the place I was at yesterday uh, Finn and Feather. Finn and Feather have been stocking weekly, uh, usually uh, early Friday morning, around 1 to 2 in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, so these fish, their entire truckload again, about 6,000 pounds of fish. Um, this week, no different, full truckload, and the fish came hungry. I mean, I was we were on, a, we were on the first couple docks there, kind of over by the marina. I mean, it was like, I mean, they were, they were choking the hookup baits. It wasn't just, you know, a lot of short bites. A couple of these fish acted like it was bait because it was all the way down their throat and it was i mean i personally haven't seen fish hit like that that aggressive um in a long time and and it was it was really fun it the only thing my only complaint is we had to leave early 
of course. But, I mean, when the fishing was that good, it's like, you know, how can you complain on that? Um, and then, uh, so Finn and Feather as well next week has their trout derby. It's a kid and adult derby. Um, but what they say is they have a huge, huge prize table for kids. So they're, they, so the, what they're really famous on when they have their derby. Every kid that participates in the derby wins a prize. Wow. So, yeah, that's really cool. And it's usually in toys and fishing poles and, you know, different things like that. Um, you know, for all ages of kids, I mean, 15 and under. So it's, it's a really good event. They stock extra heavy again um, with some solid fish. And for the first time, I, w- I was going to wait to say this, but the first time this season, they're going to be stocking lightning trout as well. So that's going to be really cool uh, to see in that lake. Um, so from there, if you want to, if you're after striper or bass, um, Silverwood Lake has been producing, Pyramid Lake, and also Castaic, um, all producing a good amount of striper. Um, they actually, all three of these lakes, uh, stock trout this week from the state. And, you know, we all say, oh, you know, they, these, these are, these are striper food because when the state stocks, they're usually between seven inches and 12 inches. Uh, they call them pan-sized trout. But the striper come up from the deep, and they know it's time to feast. So if you're out there targeting striper, I would say try and get on the worst weather days, cloudy, rainy, you know, all that stuff, or in the evening or in the early morning. Um, striper are more considered like a nocturnal kind of thing. Um, get a big swim bait, get out there, just start walking the shore, throw your swim bait, you know, close in, and hopefully you hook up to one of those double digits that are out there. All right, well... Since we talked about striper, let me go to Steve and you. Uh, stripers mm-hmm. at Lake Elsinore. Okay, those fish have to be what now? You guys about you said about an inch a, a month, right, Steve? Yeah, yeah. Well, legally they got to be 18 inches. Um, in terms of what people should be keeping, that's another thing. I'm going to let you uh, tell people out there. 18.0001 inches you should keep them or you shouldn't keep them i'm thinking you probably shouldn't but uh, you know you. you can legally uh-huh well you know just honestly i mean if it, and i have never filleted believe it or not a striper how much of the meat can you actually um farm from that andrew not much. Um, I mean, they, they they do get a good amount of meat. The difference between Lake Elsinore and let's compare Silverwood. Silverwood had striper. Lake Elsinore had wiper. Right. So it's a hybrid. So what you're going to see the difference is the wiper is going to be actually more of a fatty fish. So it's not going to be as long, but it's going to be really wide from belly to back. Okay. I mean, there is meat, but again, like what Steve was saying, your limit you're allowed two per day, mm-hmm. eighteen inches. But what I always say, your moral limit, let them go. Let them go because they're there for a reason. If they're at your at the legal limit of 18 inches, guess what? They're going to be able to eat carp, anything smaller than that. And the bigger they get, the more carp they're going to be able to eat. The bigger carp they're going to be able to eat, better for the lake. Right. Okay, perfect. I'm glad, to, um, you know, because a lot of our, our dear friends like love to go to Lake Elsinore. And uh, you add the wiper now. That's just another facet to what you can do. You know, you get the catfish, you got the bass, and now the wiper. Just amazing. Mm-hmm. All right, listen, we're going to take a short break. Andrew, we come back. We're going to wrap up the fresh water. I'm going to get into some salt water 
info and hear what Steve was doing last night. See, I got you, Steve. All right. This is Ducks Radio, AMA 30 KLA. We'll be right back. Up and up. Up and up. Down upon the canvas, working in a meal. Waiting for a chance to pick your Irish field. Up and up. Up and up. See a bird form a diamond in a rough. See a bird soaring high, but the flood is in your blood. It's in your blood. Underneath the storm, an umbrella saying, sitting with the. Hi, this is Cam Fowler, and you're listening to Ducks Radio AM 830. Dana Wharf Sport Fishing in Dana Point Harbor. Come check them out. Trips for anglers of all levels depart daily and kids fish free every Sunday. Enjoy clean vessels, full galleys, and friendly expert captains and crew. Everything you need for a great day of fishing for everyone, including a fleet of private charters. The Dana Wharf Kids Club is the coolest club of the sea, featuring free fishing trips, whale watching adventures, and more. Check them out on the web for daily deals, including the famous Half Price Tuesday. Dana Wharf Sport Fishing, number one angler's choice since 1971. That's Dana Wharf Sport Fishing and Whale Watching, located at 34675 Golden Lantern in Dana Point. You can contact them by phone at 949-496-5794 or on the web at danawharf.com. Daily Adventures, Lifelong Memories, established 1971. Stay connected and follow them on Facebook and Twitter. Lake Elsinore is the action sports capital of the world. Stocked regularly with bass, catfish, crappie, and more. Lake Elsinore is the largest natural freshwater lake in Southern California and the destination for fishing. Whether you're looking for an extreme outdoor experience or a relaxing morning sunrise, start your next adventure in Lake Elsinore and stay at the new fully renovated campground, Launch Point Recreation Destination and RV Park. Find us online to follow all the action. He's not just my fishing buddy. After 30 years, he's a brother, and I'd sure hate to lose him. His bass boat's got nothing to do with it. So I make sure both of us wear a life jacket. Save the ones you love, even if they don't own a fancy boat. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Hi, this is Josh Manson, and you're listening to Ducks Radio AM 830. Welcome back, everybody, on Ducks Radio, AMA 30K LIA. This is Angler Chronicles. I got Ron in the house with me, and I've got Steve Carson and Andrew back on location. Uh, Mia is Mia. <laughs> All right, Carson, before I go any further, uh, you were at a concert last night, and is this the same girl that you sent me the uh, CDs on? Yeah, Jackie Ivanko. Uh-huh. Uh, TV watchers might remember that she won America's Got Talent at the age of 10 mm-hmm. uh, quite a number of years ago. She's now 22 and, uh, uh, you know, sings uh, sort of a combination of classical and sort of Celine Dion style, um, uh, you know, numbers. It was very good at the very fancy uh, McCallum Theater out in Palm Desert. Uh, it's always fun to be there. And um, interestingly enough, um, you, you, you know, I, I actually was wearing a tie last night, which is pretty rare for me. But earlier you said you had never filleted a striper, mm-hmm. and it immediately flashed me back to the the ICAST show from a few years ago, when it was held in Las Vegas, and I was at some sort of an ICAST 
post uh, post show party uh, and was wearing a suit. I was back in my back in my suit days, and one of the one of the, and I use the quotations. One of the pros showed up. They had taken a VIP out on Lake Mead, and they had brought back uh, ten stripers. And everybody's staring at each other like, well, who's going to clean those stripers? And, of course, the, the pro was like, oh, I'm not doing that. Uh, so I said, I'll do it. And I tucked my tie inside of my, inside of my uh, shirt, took my jacket off, filleted the stripers, wear, wearing uh, my suit pants and a tie. So, see, it all, it all comes together. Everything is connected, Sergio. I like that. I like that. Okay, and uh, no, I mean, I, I remember this. The reason I mentioned Jackie because I remember seeing her on TV, and I think they um, didn't they have like a Champions uh, TV show where she came back, um, and I saw her a little older, and I just it's just not, folks. If you get a chance, her voice is just simply heavenly. Okay, so yeah, oh no, I no, said, yeah, no doubt, no doubt about it. Now. Of course, it's not the style these days, mm-hmm. um, and you know, and she wears floor-length gowns, which is definitely not the style these days. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, cl- you know, I mean, it's a classy things, act, okay? Yeah, it's yeah. A classy you know, act. there's still people out there. Um, in fact, there's some people sitting near me that that think she's still 10 years old, but she's 22, and you know, that's uh, that's the identity she's she's going by now. Right. Can't, uh, you can't be ten forever. And you know, yeah, talking about classy gowns. So Andrew, the 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 attire at Finn and Feather. Are you still wearing the the gowns? <laughs> hey, hey, no, no. In all seriousness, um, let me let me ask you this: um, How cold has it been at Finn and Feather that early? Um, well, I mean, when we first got there, I think it was uh, twenty-eight degrees. Ooh. But remember, this past weekend, I fished up north. It was six degrees. That's right. That's <laughs> so that right. Was warm. A little balmy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 20, Sergio, yeah. you you definitely want to hear more from Andrew regarding that uh, that Eagle Lake excursion. That that's a pretty amazing place. Well, then go go for it. Tell us some more, Andrew. Yeah. So yeah. So we'll we'll, we'll go up to Eagle Lake. I mean, it was just it was phenomenal. What what the crazy thing was before we even got there. I'm sitting in the truck on the road, and my buddy Jaden was like, he looks out to his left. He goes, oh, why, why, who would be their husky out here in the wild? And I go, what? I look over, and a Alaskan gray wolf is running alongside the road, and it was the craziest thing I think I probably, because there's only like 15 in the entire, in the entire, the entire state, and we saw one. That was just, that was phenomenal. And, and, you know, his thing was like, oh, you mean that's not a coyote? I said, I go, Jaden, I go, that's like four times the size of a coyote. What are you talking about? Did you tell him, did you say, did you say to him, winter is coming? <laughs> See, <laughs> yeah, those, exactly. those who know, know. Okay. Winter uh-huh. is coming. Anyway, very good. Very, very good. <laughs> yeah. So, so we, we get to the lake and, uh, uh, well, first we stop at the tackle store. You know, we always do that in a new place. Because I want to get as much information I can, you know, from the local, somebody that knows that lake, you know, very well. You know, he recommended, you know, flies, you know, get the leech color, anything looks like a leech or like this and that. So, you know, and then he said, you know, because um, he goes, I told him, I go, okay, well, you know, we got our two-pound test and we got jigs. And he looked at me like he was puzzled. He goes, well, what do you mean two-pound test? I go, 
yeah, that's that's how we fish for trout. He goes, no, no, no. Here, here you want six to eight pound test. He goes, these. He goes, you can't catch trout with a two pound test. There's no way. And you know, I'm like, okay, well, challenge accepted. You know, <laughs> so we we get to Eagle Lake. We pull up to the spot. Um, you know, we get out and we notice. You know, there's a good amount of people there. It is the se- the the second to the last day of the of of it being open because they do close it for a while, give the trout you know a chance to spawn and all that. So we walk up and everyone's in the water, everyone has waders, and everyone has fly rods. And there's a couple people without with spinning gear, but what they're doing is they have bobbers, and then they have a three-foot leader on a fly. So they're casting out, not even 15 feet out, and they're just letting it drift in the wind. And I saw one caught, okay, okay, that's a nice-looking fish. It's probably a three-pounder. And the guys with the flies, you know, one guy was doing pretty good. You know, he, he I saw him maybe catch, catch and release about six or seven. Okay, well, what's he doing? And then I'm watching, and he had this little, like a black leech-looking fly on there. Same kind of thing. He would cast out. He has a little bobber indicator on his fly rod. Cast out, let it drift, let it drift. Boom, it would get taken. He, he's on, get a nice picture, throw it back. So I'm watching this. I'm like, okay, well, you know, we have that set up, so we start, you know, same kind of deal. You know, we ended up getting one with our group. All right, well, that's, that's okay. I mean, one in, in an hour, you know, and then the second hour goes by, third hour goes by. We, you know, we've caught two or three. I mean, whatever. Mm-hmm. So as I'm walking down the shoreline, I step on a rock that's in the water, and all of a sudden I watch these two minnows or the baby fish of something that just they dart each way, and they're little tiny black, you know, little-looking minnows. So I look over to, you know, the Jaden, and I go, hey, I go, you bring any of your minnows with you? He goes, yeah, why? I go, try one of those. Put one of those on. So he put ties a minnow on a little 132-ounce uh, lead head, casts it out, starts retrieving slowly, keeps it right off the bottom. It does like a little vertical you know, wiggle to it. And within, I would say, the fourth or fifth you know, bump, boom, he's on. And I go, oh, okay. That, that, that's something to watch. Okay, so he gets his fish in. Three and a half pounder, you know, very nice. What I like about jig fishing too is 95% of the time you get them in, in the beak or the snout, pull it off real quick, let the fish go unharmed, and he's gone. So that's exactly what he did. He casts again, boom, 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 boom. He's on again. I go, wait a minute. Two fish, two casts. We just figured something out. So all of us go over to the box, tie the same setup on, and it was just. It felt like fishing in a hatchery at that point because we found exactly what they were after, why they were so close. And, I mean, they were just – it was inhaling these things. I mean, it was – I mean, there was one time where we had uh, we had three going at one time. And, you know, we had three three rods bent. You know, my buddy's over there, you know, tying his on, trying, getting all frustrated because he – and he's trying to, oh, I've got to get in on the action, you know. And he, he, he's, a, uh, he's, he's a fisherman, but he's, he's doesn't do it too often. So it was cool to see him get out there. And you know, he asked, okay, what do I do? I said, okay, cast it and just follow my action with the reel. So he started slowly retrieving, bouncing, and then he's bit. So now we have four going at one time. And then uh, his dad, you know, his dad who lives up there in Lake Almanor, mm-hmm. he's walking back to the trailer and, and another fly fisherman down the way a little bit, he was at, you know, talking to him, hey, how's it going? He goes, man, I caught one all day, but those guys, I don't know what they're doing, but they're down there. Man, they're, they're tearing it up. He goes, oh, yeah, that's my group. And the guy looked at him like, well, what are they using? He goes, I don't know. They're from Southern California. They do their own stuff. <laughs> so it was, it was just, <laughs> it, it was, it was really cool to see, um, you know, really, it, a really great experience for a lake that I've never fished before. And what's unique about the Eagle Lake is that they have their own strain of trout. 
So they have, um, they have, you know, these natural trout that what they do every year when, when there's good water is there, there's a Creek that runs in, you know, to fill the lake. So what they do is they wait for the fish to actually go up to spawn and then they net it off and then they, they net all these fish, you know, safely load them up into a truck, take them to the hatchery. They, they, I guess you would call it, you know, the proper name for that, Steve, would it be milking the trout to get the eggs and the, uh, um, and the other stuff out of them for, uh, for the hatchery? Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's just called spawning. They spawn them. Yeah. Okay. So they spawn them. And then, the, then, and then like they say, oh, cause we were talking to the DFG guy up there. He said 90% of the trout, they live through that. So what they do is after they spawn them, they get the eggs and, you know, and the trout, we'll call it trout sauce. They get the trout sauce out, load them back onto the truck, bring them back down to the lake, dump them back in, and then they do their thing at the hatchery. And then that way they can, uh, they clip the fins, they record how many, you know, fish were hatched, and then they bring them down to the lake and they also restock them there. So it's kind of, it's a cool thing to see um, how they do that. And then uh, uh, another thing that the, the, um, the Fish and Wildlife uh, officer was telling us was that every year they mark them a certain way so when these fish are caught, they can be recorded, you know, how old they are. So it was the left front fin was a year old, the right front fin was two years old, um, what are the, that that back fin that the hatcheries always clip? I think it, is it called the adopsal fin or something like that, Steve? Adipose. Adipose. There it is. So Adipose. they cut that fin off if it was three years old, and then anything older than that uh, means that the fish has, was born actually naturally in the lake. And he recommends, you know, yeah, if you catch one of those, he goes, we, you know, we always encourage, you know, guys to release them because there you're only allowed to keep two trout uh, for the day but you can catch them a leaf all day long. And it was, I mean, I would say between our group, we caught and released over at least over 30. Wow. And I mean, these, these fish, yeah, these fish were three to five pounds. Um, there was one, it was, it was probably the biggest that I caught. Um, again, it was well over five pounds. It had all its fins. And my only concern with this thing was getting a good picture making sure my hands are wet, and getting it back in the water. All right, listen, hold on. I got the music playing. Let's take a short break. We'll come back. We'll finish up. This is uh, Ducks Radio, AMA 30 KLA, Angler Chronicles. We'll right back. All it glitters is gold, and she's buying the stairway to heaven. When she gets there, she knows if the stores are all closed. With a word she can get much Hi, this is Josh Manson, and you're listening to Ducks Radio AM 830. Ron, these sunglasses are nice. Yes, Sergio. Inferno USA Eyewear, they are great. They were created eight years ago to provide a far superior product with an unbeatable lifetime warranty. You like the burn. Machine billet aluminum frames, extreme wrap style sunglasses, and goggles all in one. They have removable foam inserts, they're polarized, and have polarized transitional lenses available too. The burn style is hands down the greatest wind in your face glass ever made. No wind, dirt, or debris in your eyes at up to 100 miles per hour. Simply put, they're awesome. I prefer the fuel style frame. They are made from TR90 nylon material that keeps them extremely lightweight and very durable. You won't even realize that you're wearing them. Tons of color options and polarized 
polarized lenses available. The fuels also keep wind out of your eyes at very high speeds. Inferno USA Eyewear. They're nice sunglasses. No gimmicks, just quality construction and protection for your eyes. Inferno USA. Check them out and get yours at www.infernousa.com. That's www.infernousa.com. Hello, everybody. This is Captain Rick from the 85-foot luxurious sport fisher Ocean Odyssey. Departing from H&M Landing in San Diego, California, Ocean Odyssey is Angler Chronicles' number one choice in San Diego offshore fishing. Whether you are a beginner or a seasoned veteran, Ocean Odyssey is equipped with all your fishing needs. From five-star meals, state-of-the-art electronics, spray brine fish hold, and spacious accommodations. Make Ocean Odyssey the number one choice for your next offshore fishing adventure. To make your reservation today, log on to OceanOdysseyFishing.com or call Dina at 619-889-4535. Again, that's OceanOdysseyFishing.com or 619-889-4535. Ocean Odyssey is a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles. There's nothing more peaceful than fishing. Just me, my pole, and some bait. Oh, and my life jacket, of course. I like fish, but I don't want to end up at the bottom of the water with them. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. I'm Colin Velt, a forward. I'm Dean Keeler, center. Listen to on AM830 as we take on Cal State Bakersfield. No pregame tip-off at 1 p.m. Welcome back, everybody, on Ducks Radio, AME 30 KLAA. This is Angler Chronicles. And uh, before we go back to Andrew, I just want to say something that our hearts, our thoughts, our prayers are still with the Ukrainian people. I know um, we all feel that way. And um, just hang on tight. And um, hopefully we can do something to help them out, something that really makes a difference. Okay? And then on another note, i just tell you, here's a little message, uh, Andrew. You're going to like this one. Your smile is your logo. Your personality is your business card. And the way you make others feel is your trademark. How's that? Well, that's good. And I, keep you si- and I keep you six feet under. Okay, so that's, <laughs> that's my trademark. Now, anyway, so it, it, it's all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so you were finishing up the thought. Uh, go ahead, and then I'm going to introduce uh, somebody we got on the line here. Okay, go ahead. So that that's pretty much how Eagle Lake went. I mean, you know, we we figured it out. We matched the hatch, as you call it. Um, you know, and and, and uh, I mean, it was just wide open. You know, it's like as it's, that minnow dipped in the bite on, casting out back and forth a two pound test. I mean, it was just it was just phenomenal fishing up there. Um, and then uh, I mean, that's pretty much closes out that day. I mean, and then the next day we uh, we went to Lake Almanor. Uh, pretty much right down uh, from my buddy's uh, dad's house. And, you know, again, talking to a couple, some of the locals, you know, there I'm looking at the guy's setup. I swear it was a catfish setup. I mean, it was probably six, maybe eight-pound test, maybe 12-pound test. And he's like, oh, I'm fishing's, you know, fishing's really slow out here. You know, it's been like this for a couple weeks now. And I'm looking at it, so I go, well, why don't you try two-pound test? And, again, he looks at me and laughs. He goes, well, you're going to break off. You can't use two-pound test. That's only for crappie or bluegill. And I, you know, and okay, cool. So we walked down the beach line a little bit, you know, we start jigging again and sure enough hooked up to a couple of rainbows. And I think uh, it was like an average of two to four pounds. And all of a sudden here comes that same guy. Hey, what, what are you guys using over here? You know, uh, I haven't caught a fish down here in a couple of weeks. I said, dude, you gotta have two pound test. 
And you know that is what Steve Carson you know. always says. Steve Carson says always two pound test, right, Steve? Well, and you know, and I and I fished at both those lakes, and you and you're exactly right. Um, it, it's funny, people. Their, their immediate kickback is, uh, "Oh my God, I might break off," and um, and my answer is usually, "Yeah, you might, but if you set your drag right, and you you know check your guides, make sure they're not cracked or worn, and you very important, you tie good knots and you have fresh line." Guess what? You probably won't. I mean, if you hook a 20-pounder, yeah, you probably will. Um, but, you, you know what I mean? And these fish fight a lot because uh, uh, both uh, Almanor and Eagle Lake have a, have a mostly a put-and-grow uh, uh, policy. That is where the, where the trout are put in very small and basically grow up as if they're wild. And they behave totally mm-hmm. different than, uh, you know, places that plant commercially farmed rainbows that are put in on a Tuesday and caught on Thursday. Totally different, you know, uh, fight, et cetera, et cetera. And guess what? You have to fish. But, um, yeah, yeah, in, in all those places, uh, you know, the concept of using two-pound test to get the bite and then figure out how to land them. And, and it wasn't actually trout fishing, but uh, let's just say last year I, I, was, I was out it was saltwater fishing, and a guy lost a, a pretty big fish. I came up, and I looked at his line. I could see that his line was not fresh. Let's just put it that way. I said, how how old is that line? He goes, it's almost new. I said, when, when did you get it? Just a few years ago. <laughs> and and with, with two-pound test, it's even more critical that your line be fresh and also, you're really when when you're fishing, if you fish for even four or five hours, whether you catch something or not, but especially if you do, um, instead of cutting off like saltwater fishing, you might cut off five or six feet of line after you catch a big fish. You know, cut off twenty feet of line with your two pound test. Make sure you're getting down to line that's essentially almost unused, and maybe I, I would say every third trip. Uh, and that's if you fish a lot with two-pound test, replace a line. And people are thinking, oh, gosh, that's so, oh, that's so expensive. What a what what a terribly inconvenient thing. Is it more inconvenient than sit, sitting there like, as Stephen Wright says, there's a fine line between fishing and standing on the floor like, like standing <laughs> on the shore like an idiot? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Well, you know what, and, I, and I'll tell you this, and I promise Don got me. Uh, Don Southern came fishing with me on Tuesday. And um, how important it is to have your line and your stuff done correctly. Uh, Steve, you know, I was fishing the Fathom, okay, the low profile. And for some reason, I kept busting off and always uh-huh. at the Spectra, at the Spectra, at the Spectra. Finally, I start to pull out line, and it's, all, it, it's frayed in spots. It looks like it's growing little hairs, like 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 they're sprouting hairs. And this, I, I found one spot line. that it was a full afro. How's that? Oh, okay. So and 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 I was losing stuff there, and and he and he commented to me because you know last week you said how important it is to keep your gear, you know, and everything ready before the season. I, I told him, listen, my season never ends. I I fish every week, you know, winter, summer, fall. I, I'm doing it all. 
Okay. And yeah, uh, what's that? That was a good rhyme. You like, you like, he thinks it's a good rhyme. Okay, good. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so, you know, but but it's important. And, and with two-pound test, even more so. I mean, two-pound test, you can blow on it and break it. Okay, I have... Okay. I have and I, if you're even a little bit careless with your knots, and not every knot is even good, um, in general, <laughs> with two-pound test, you should be using a Palomar knot. That's pretty much the norm. Your, your, your favorite... Uh, certainly the single San Diego, my favorite knot, is actually terrible in two-pound test. And improved clinch knot is a little better. But, just, you know, if you don't know the Palomar, just about everybody does, there's the magic of YouTube. And you can, you can watch it literally in slow motion. And the time to practice your knots is not when you're out on the water and the fish are biting and jumping up and down. The time to practice your knots is at home. And uh, even more important uh, that you you uh, use lots of spit. It's kind of gross. When it's six degrees, it, it, it can be a little complicated. But use lots <laughs> of spit. Make sure that your knot is snugged down good. And you would be amazed at how, how large of a trout that you can catch. If you got good drag, good rod, good drag <laughs> settings, you remain calm. Uh, you'd be amazed at how big of a trout that you can land with two-pound test. And the fish that never bites, you can never land. Good, 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 good point. All right, so. Are, I, Sergio, I guarantee you there's people out there listening right now going, oh, that's Steve, he's so funny. Two-pound test. Who would ever do that? And uh, I can remember when I worked for Irvine Lake, walking along the shoreline, I had two-pound test. I had a spool of it with me, and I would I would offer to tie people's leaders for them, and they would look at me like, "What? What? Are you crazy? Get out of here with that!" And and there was one particular guy that that I recall very very uh, uh, distinctly. He said, and this again, this was under the old the old uh, regime at Irvine Lake, not the not the way it's run now. Back when they when they used to just plant literally. You know, multiple, multiple thousands of pounds of trout every week, sometimes twice a week. He said, for what they charge to get in here, I should be able to use anything I want and catch plenty of fish. In other words, he didn't want to fish. Mm-hmm. He wanted to just hold his ice chest near the near the edge of the water and have him leap in. <laughs> <laughs> nothing wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, nothing wrong with that except how likely do you think it is? Anywhere, and and both and I'll tell you what, both Almanor and what you, you know, Andrew, you really you really ran the the, the gamut. There's Almanor and Amador, not the same thing at all. Sounds the same. Yeah. Amador is very similar in operation to the old Irvine Lake. Uh, lake's a little bit smaller than Irvine. I think it's about 500 acres. Irvine was 700. That was when it was full. They run their own hatchery and. Uh, it's very much, very much the locals fish the same way that, that you fish at Irvine Lake. Uh, Almanor and especially Eagle Lake, well, Eagle Lake trout are, uh, you know, they're their own strain. The water at Eagle Lake is extremely alkaline, and the reason that they, that they you know, self-generate all their trout is regular trout can't live in the lake. I mean, you put them in, a, you put them in that water, they die. 
So uh, it's it, it's a very unique strain of trout. They get big. There's a lot of food in the lake, and the trout get big. They they get big fast. And as you found out, they're you know they're beautiful fish, nice and plump, and they fight. No, yeah, I, and it, that's one thing that they full tails, and it's and it seemed like every fish that we hooked instantly out of the water like going crazy it was that was a lot of fun up there one thing that the uh the fish and wildlife officer did tell us was that they usually close it um in the past years uh the last day of the year and they close it all the way till memorial day but they just started this year which worked out in our favor that they keep it open for an extra two months uh reason being is that they're trying to get more anglers to find out about this lake, fish this lake, ultimately more donation, more donations to keep all these programs going. Um, you know, with less, you know, with with how as uh, what they find out is like in February, the trout get more together because it's it's getting closer to spawn time. They start coming shallower. People are catching more fish, having a you know an awesome time and. And that ultimately makes more people able to don't you know donate and do all this stuff for the program. So it, it's it's definitely a unique fishery. Um, you know, uh, it's I mean I recommend everyone go up there and check it out. You know, at least give it a try. And you know, once you once you hold one of these fish in your hand, it's like you you see why Eagle Lake was so awesome. All right. Well, listen. Before uh, we go any further, let me introduce. He's been holding on the phone. Uh, I've got. Oliver Solis from uh, Fishing Syndicate. Good morning, Oliver. Good morning, Sergio and crew. All right. And so uh, since you're on way, there, I wanted to ask mm-hmm. Andrew, what was my next question? You know, he calls it the Green Monster. Uh, but what what exactly is the Green Monster, Andrew? Well, the Green Monster, it's a 7'6 a seven, uh, feather light, 1 to 4 pounds. Um, I call it the green monster because it's 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 a sleeper rod. I mean, you, you when you when you if you buy this thing at the show or at the shop and you're wiggling it around, you're like, oh, this thing's like really flimsy. You're like, okay, but when you hook up to a fish, it has that backbone like it's a heavier rated rod. And it's, I mean, I use this thing for everything. Huh. And I, what I like about it is I can cast such a tiny jig on two pound test, a one thirty two ounce as far as i can get it and i don't care what bites it it's on and i'm not concerned at all that this rod can't handle it so i nicknamed it a green monster probably about two years ago and it just kind of stuck with it is that because it's green yeah yeah it's green or because you're a monster uh a little bit of both (laughs) and you're six feet under Uh, i thought it was five and a half what's that he did, he no, no, no. Five and a half Ron, Ron, keeps, Ron keeps digging you up, but I keep oh. digging it hole deeper. So <laughs> it's you, all good. You get the back load and pull it back yeah. up? <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to go and, 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 and go see your totem pole here real soon. Ron, Yep. Do, I, I was going to raise him up, but he's already talking about getting raised up, so he's going to go back down. Sorry. We, you know, I've, I've seen a seven-footer, so. Huh? I've seen seven feet, so of what? <laughs> so you've seen seven feet of what? Seven feet down. Oh, he's saying Set six. Oh, he's he's pushing you another foot down. Oh man! See, and he's that, that's your biggest um, supporter. Yeah, okay. it's a, it's a little awkward uh, in um, in small stream situations, but I like to use a nine foot rod. Nine when, foot, when, even, when even in a stream. Too, when, 
no, not an extreme. Obviously, it doesn't okay. work. They're just right. you know too many, too many branches and and bushes and leaves and everything. But uh, but yeah, when you're in a, on a lake and you're trying to get that little one thirty second ounce jig out there, uh, nine foot rod is a big help. You know, like yeah. usually something that's rated like uh, one to eight is about right. All right, so we 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 said uh, so we can say seven to nine foot on a lake is good, two pound test for sure, and the two pound does it have to be fluorocarbon or regular line or does regular it line regular line is fine doesn't have to be fluorocarbon. Okay, how about yeah, I I typically use a uh, Iser two pound triple X. So my, is there any benefit? Really is there any benefit of using the uh, fluorocarbon? Is a little more abrasive abrasion resistant? than uh, regular line um i don't use that per, that that tooth floss so you guys tell personally, me i don't i don't see a difference with two pounds i mean if you're salt water yeah definitely go fluorocarbon but i i just use the, the straight isers triple x and and a comment steve made earlier about you know guys saying you know oh it's too expensive to change out your you know your, your spools and stuff isers sells six thousand i think it's six thousand yards for like 20 bucks yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you can fill it up every single day if you want, and that thing's gonna last months. All right. So let me go back. So we've got seven to nine foot on the rod length, uh, single mm-hmm. or two pieces. Good. Um, you want to do two pound test? Let, let Let me add one other thing that doesn't get talked about too much, um, and that's the size of the reel. Yeah. Um, a-, a lot of people will go into their favorite little sporting goods store. And they'll see one of these microscopic little 500 size or 750 size spinning reels. I mean, they're small and they're cute. And mechanically, they're actually more than up to handling a trout. And that is what I use, you know, when I've got like a little four or five foot rod in a stream, you know, where you've got trees all above you, you can't really cast overhead anyway. But um, yeah, those little 500 size and 750 size spinning reels, they're too small. Right. Uh, get like a 1,000 size. A little bit bigger spool, yeah, you know, I mean, it's a little bit heavier. You're still talking about a reel that's only, you know, going to be maybe five or six ounces. And uh, it will cast with two-pound chest on that spool. It will cast a lot further than the little reels. And um, uh, it's funny, I actually remember going to a, um, at some, I I don't think it was a Bassmaster Classic, but I was at some, you know, upper-end bass tournament, you know, with super high-end pros. And went to a little presentation with uh, you know whoever the pro of the day was. I don't again. I don't remember who it was. So there you go. That's that's how memorable this guy was. And he says, you know, I don't really care how the drag is on my spinning reels. I lock it up. He locks up the drag of his spinning reel. And and uh, and most reels don't come with this anymore. Switches the anti-reverse switch off so that the handle will turn forwards or backwards. And when the fish tries to run. He back reels on the fish, and I was just kind of going, ah, because he said he said because the drag on all spinning reels is no good, and that and then he proceeds to say, and that's why I only buy fifty dollars spinning reels. I'm like, and I, I just, I, I, Sergio would have been like holding my hand down, and so we're going, <laughs> what? I'd be going, wait a minute, buy a decent reel and the drag will be good, but. Yeah. It wasn't my event, so I had to keep my mouth shut. All right, so let me let me let me just bring it back around so that everybody understands because I'm learning it here. Seven to nine foot rod, two pound test, one thousand size reel, size reel, 
and a very large net. All right, everybody, hold on. We're going to take a short break. Come back. We'll bring Oliver into the mix here. Full bore. This is Ducks Radio, AM830, KLAA. We'll be right back. Well, in the glow that weaves a cloak of delight That moves a thread that has no end Hi, this is Troy Terry, and you're listening to Ducks Radio, AM830. Hi, everybody. This is Danny Jackson, producer of award-winning Angler Chronicles Television. The very best in sport fishing action is Angler Chronicles TV, seen weekly on Valley Sports West. Each week, Sergio and crew take you on an action-packed fishing expedition from Baja to Alaska and throughout the Southland. Angler Chronicles Television airs five times weekly starting at 8.30 Sunday mornings on Valley Sports West. Visit anglerchronicles.com for details. The original hookup baits are the most versatile and effective artificial baits to hit the water. With sizes from 132 to 4 ounces in 12 fish catching colors, this pattern design uses only the highest quality of materials, owner hooks, and are proud to be built in the USA. The original hookup baits have made it easier to match the hatch when chasing that fish of a lifetime. Go to hookupbaits.com or participating tackle shops to get yours today. Remember, don't blink on the sink and practice catch, photograph, and release. Attention anglers, Angler Chronicles chooses Fishing Syndicate. Custom quality rods, the manufacturers of the latest in fishing rods. The perfect combination and blends of high-end graphite and glass fibers that make the lightest, most sensitive, and powerful rods available on the market. See what the buzz is all about and get syndicated. Fishing Syndicate, the rod choice of the Angler Chronicle crew and other industry experts and leaders. Check them out at fishingsyndicate.com and see why they're the chosen rod of the AC crew. Light, sensitive, powerful, FS style. Fishing Syndicate, a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles. Ducks Radio AM 830, KLAA. Right outside of this one church town, there's a colder road to a whole lot of nothing. Got a deed to the land, but it ain't my ground. This is God. Welcome back, everybody, on Ducks Radio, AMA 30K, LAA, and this is Angler Chronicles. And before I go any further, I just want to let everybody know of a great event today. In fact, my, my dear friend Tony G just let me know. Uh, it's a Fish for Life event. It is hosted. It's a clam chowder cook-off. It's hosted, and it benefits Fish for Life. It starts uh, at 11 o'clock uh, this morning, and it goes to 3 p.m. It's at Baby Beach in Dana Point Harbor. Uh, Fish for Life, in case you don't know, it's a great organization. And um, what they do is they take um, special needs kids and they put them on the ocean. And uh, they catch fish for them and have them fish themselves. And the, the smiles is just, we've actually done a couple of shows. We support this quite heavily. And um, I give kudos to uh, Jim who puts, puts this thing together. In fact, we were at a, um, an event here recently. And um, where was it again? The poker tournament. The poker tournament. Yeah, right. That was a that was a great. You know, and Fish for Life is just outstanding. And Tony G, you you rock, dude. Yeah, he, Tony G said does he volunteers a lot of things. This is one of the big ones. So Tony G's kudos to you and please everybody. If you get an opportunity, get down to Baby Beach and Dana Point Harbor. Yeah. 
between 11 and 3 p.m. today. It's a clam chowder cook-off, and uh, it, it, it benefits Fish for Life. What a great, great thing to do is take these kids out and show them a good time. And, and Dana Wharf always puts on the – always. Oh, yeah. It's all, all good. Yep. All right. So having said that, okay, I promised them I wouldn't mention it. All right. Let me go to Ollie. Ollie. Ollie, Ollie, Oxen Free. Oliver. <laughs> Oliver. Ollie, Ollie. You know you can't have. You know he can't have any pudding unless he eats his <clears throat> meat. Meat. Yes. Okay. Didn't you watch the uh, the movie Oliver? Do you remember that? Yes. Is that before your time, Oliver? Oh, it, it's definitely before my time. So Steve, I know. I listen, listen. listen soul, I. I'm an old man. Uh, like oh. Ron. Like Ron? Wait, I resemble that remark. <laughs> Steve Carson, you remember the movie Oliver? Of course. It was a musical. It was, it was unbelievable at its time. So that would be you. I'm going to have to try to remember the actor. Yeah. And I, had to, I was going to put together a theme song for you, Oliver. I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm still thinking of which one it is. Oh, I got I got Steve already texting me, blowing up my phone. Uh, he's preparing to come on the show and get interrupted. I mean, uh, give his report. Well, you know, and I know you went for a Rico Suave, but that just has, it doesn't fit. It just uh, uh, that I, was nice by me. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't fit. So I, I'll, I'll come up with something, maybe a little ranchero or something like that. You, you know, there you go uh, to represent. All right, so um, little, Oliver, we were talking. What's that? A little bit of heifer the heifers. <laughs> All right, so listen up, listen up. <laughs> Uh, when we went to break, we were talking about the rods, and since you're fishing syndicate, uh, and you made the green monster, okay, they're not as hot as the blue bass rod, but again, uh, <laughs> Andrew Max six feet under, so you know it's okay. All right, so Oliver, the you know, and it's important because there, a lot of people are fishing right now for trout, okay, and. It's an unbelievable rod. I know that Andrew loves it. Of course, I don't have one. I, just saying. Just, 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 just mentioning. Well, What's that? You're not a trout guy. You, you no, I'm yourself. not. You're not but a can I? Guy. What I? But I, what I want to do is take that you, two-pound you test. No, 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 no. I take. I do not take responsibility for the breakage that Tony creates. But what I would love to do is take with that green monster, put two pound test, put a one thousand size reel on it, and go catch some mackerel or bonita. Tell me that would not be fun. Bonita are very, very tough on two pound tests. Yeah. yeah okay. Uh, well, then let's do mackerel. In comparison to trout, and and back in the back in the Redondo days, back when. Redondo Harbor was synonymous with bonita fishing. Uh, it, a, it worked great, and you're, we didn't use so much 132nd ounce jigs, but uh, 1 8th ounce was, was a little bit more standard uh, because of the wind and whatnot. And you, you, you could literally fight a, a three pound bonita for, for 20 minutes on two pound tests. They just would not give up. It was, it was, uh, an okay. Amazing, so, amazing all right. Day. So here you go. Oliver, you ready for this? Here, here we go. Well, we well, I had a, uh, I had a yellow. I am making a oh. challenge. Okay. I had a yellow tail on for Here about three seconds. Here comes a challenge. Everybody does the talk, talk, talk. Now I want to see the walk, oh, walk, walk. Here it goes. We're going to get on the on the center console, the AC sled two, and we're going to go out. Everybody's going to bring the two pound, the little thousand, re oh. thousand reel with a little 
uh, trout rod, and we're going to, I mean, there's so much mackerel out there right now. I think we would have a blast. Okay? Biggest mackerel wins. Fishing is a science, Sergio. We have to ask Steve Carson. The difference between water density between fresh and cold water. There you go. One thing is to fish two ponds in fresh water, which has a lesser lesser density than cold water. And even though you may have a trout that has a full tail uh, in fresh water, versus say mackerel that's you know five times smaller. Uh, with a tinier, tiny tail in salt water. The size is going to be a little different. Sorry to burst that bubble. But, uh, yeah, trout rods uh, in the ocean, uh, that's, that's a whole different ballgame. Uh, although, the uh, the trout rod that uh, Andrew uh, dubbed the green monster um, does have that backbone. Um you know, it's, a, it's a whole different story when someone's on a rod. Okay, I, I, I just want to know this. You know, that all the science and all that. My, my point is this. Are you guys accepting the challenge or not? I'm in. Andrew's in. Oliver? I'm in. I'm in. Uh, see what I'm saying? It gives us a lot of science. Ron, I know Ron's in. That's a given. Okay? So we go do this, biggest mackerel, and we'll, we'll time it. Okay? We'll time how long it gets. So... The biggest mackerel in the shortest amount of time. How's that? Well, I'm I'm into surf fishing. Every time you bust off, you take a we take a point. I'm into surf fishing right now. Okay. Okay. You know what? And a one thousand nine foot and a nine foot rod. That is a blast. Right, but keep on the subject. Keep this. I'm in. We'll we'll go there. He's in. Okay. The invitation. The challenge is out there. Okay, Steve Carson. Do you dare? Do I dare? Sure. Okay, uh, are you buying into this density thing? Uh, no. Thank you. The big, the big <laughs> difference, the big difference is not the density. It's all, and, and and it does apply in both fresh and salt water, uh, since there's species with both tail styles in both places. Look at at the um, at the tail of you know, a, a trout or or many freshwater species. It's a soft rayed tail. It's a soft floppy tail, as opposed to. A Tudor-style tail, which is very hard and rigid, that's the difference. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Okay, so I think we'd have challenge is out there. We are going to do this. I'm going to. So I'm going to come in. We're going to. Well, I've got. I've got some trout rods. We got a couple. We have to have a couple of boats, though. Yeah, we can get. We can get two boats. Yeah. So we can get the one and the two. Yeah. We'll go out there. All right, everybody, hold on tight. This is going to get good. We're going to move into some great stuff. I'm going to move into some salt water. I got a chance to fish on Tuesday. And I know the the boys from Fishing Syndicate were out out of uh, Marina Del Rey. So we'll talk about that. Folks, you're on Angels Radio, Ducks Radio, AMA 30 KLAA. And you know who's coming up? The Sheriff. We'll talk to him as well. All right. We'll be right back. Is your job going nowhere? It's a new year. Time for a new career in IT. My Computer Career has slashed tuition. So what are you waiting for? Attend classes day or night, live online from the comfort of your home. Hands-on learning and lifetime career services help you succeed. And you could start your career in months, not years, even with no experience. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. It's not rocket science. It's mycomputercareer.edu. 
Ducks Radio AMA 30, KLAA. Orange County, Los Angeles, and Inland Empire. Your flagship station for Anaheim Ducks hockey. Hey, Ray Maliazzi here. Have you ever cooked a really fine gourmet meal? Yeah, me neither. <laughs> but I'm told it all comes down to the ingredients. And when I need ingredients to improve my car, the place I go is eBay Motors. Whether you roasted your last transmission, graded your current floor mats, or pureed your side view mirror on a lamppost, eBay Motors has the right parts at the right prices. 122 million of them. And by the way, if you recently fired up your grill, don't worry, eBay Motors has grills too. eBay Motors, let's ride. The following is a paid program. Opinions expressed are those of the program sponsors and not necessarily the views of AMA 30 KLAA, its owners or management. Any and all on-air promotions broadcast during paid programming are the sole responsibility of the show owner and not the responsibility of AMA 30 KLAA. Welcome back to hour number two with more fishing, more hunting, and more adventures on Angler Chronicles. Hi, this is Jacob. Welcome back, everybody. This is Ducks Radio AMA 30 KLAL. And, uh, you know, we're doing all these challenges. It sounds like the Old West, Ron, where, you know, they're just... You're right there in that little dirt road and you face off in high noon. But you know who's here to put peace here? is the sheriff. None other than Danny Jackson. And what we're gonna do is we're gonna get a second boat and I'm gonna have Danny Skipper the second boat for this challenge. Sheriff, good morning. Are you up to the task? Well, I, I hope I'm up to any task there, Sergio. I wanna say first of all, good morning to everybody. Steve and Ron, Andrew. Oliver Solis, if he's still listening there. Good morning to everybody, Sergio. What's what's the challenge? Okay, well, the challenge is this. We've been talking pretty much all morning about two-pound test, a thousand-size uh, spinning reel, okay, and trout fishing, okay? And, yeah, well. And, wait a minute. So okay. I said, okay, so my challenge is this. We're going to get on the AC sled, two. You're going to bring out gear, and we're going to go fishing for mackerel. And biggest mackerel, shortest amount of time wins. How's that challenge? Yeah, well, oh, that's that sounds great. I'm not going to be using two pound test line. No, 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 no. But, but that's uh, that's the point. Everybody has to have two pound test, a thousand oh size reel, oh and gosh. and the green monster. I guess we, we would fit here. Okay, it's got some backbone. Okay, Oliver says that one could handle it. Biggest yeah. mackerel. In the shortest amount of time. Well, that sounds like a lot of fun. I, I it, when you talk about the two pound, of course, I'm a saltwater fisherman. You, you know that, Sergio. And uh, I, I always remember my son Corby always used to say up at Irvine Lake regarding two pound line. Says uh, I, I refuse to fish with any line I can't feel. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, that that would that would sound like a a lot of fun. Listen, let me, just a couple of things I want to get out here, Serge, and I want to get right to our show because we've got a very, very special show premiering tomorrow morning. Um, I want to say, first of all, a shout-out and a good morning to our friend Don Southern. I'm, I'm so glad you got to go fishing with him last uh, Tuesday, Sergio. I've, I've been fishing with Don many times back in the day um, uh, with the Barachos, and uh, 
We used to fish East Cape, La Paz, even Panama. I've been to Panama with Don, and he, he's a great guy, and it's a lot of a lot of fun to fish with. And next, I want to have a question for uh, Andrew Mack, if I may. You know, I, as you know, Sergio and Ron, I, I live right next door to Miles Square Park here in Fountain Valley, and I go for my walks there. And I've been seeing them catch, uh, generally not a lot of fishermen there, maybe 8 or 10, maybe 20 at the most. And uh, I, I've been watching them this last week catch these little stalkers, you know, trout. I mean, they're like, I don't know, 8 or 10 inches long. They look like they're pretty small. But um, my, my question is, well, first of all, it's, uh, it looks to me, I talked to some of them, it looks like it's bait and weight. When I say bait and weight, it's wait a long time, okay? <laughs> but um, so, Andrew, what? How do? How does anyone know when they stock? I went online. When they stock at Mile Square Park, uh, I know the state is doing that. I can always tell when they stock because there's the the, the white pelicans move in, you know. But um, <laughs> yeah. how do we find that out, Andrew? Uh, well, I mean, first you can always check the report, um, you know, as far as as far as the stocking. But what I do is is I check two things. For for Mile Square, I'll actually look for uh, the DFG uh, trout stocking website. I'll look in there, see if anything's up there updated. But you can also go to OC Parks and type in trout, you know, trout fishing or trout stocking, and then uh, they have all the dates listed there um, as well. Uh, for Mile okay. Square Park, they actually have one stocking left, and it's uh, this coming week between March 7th and March 11th. It's going to be the last trout stock of the season. Uh, but you're right, though. It's, you know, what, these trout are coming from Idaho. They are the smaller size. They are going to be about anywhere about 8 to 9 inches to maybe about 13 to 14 at most. Um, but if you see guys bait fishing and they're, they're getting one trout a day, um, a way to improve that is don't sit in a chair. Don't get your favorite spot and wait and wait and wait. If nothing's happening there, pick all your stuff up, move down 100 feet, 200 feet, 500 feet. Keep moving until you find the school of trout. Because remember, when the trout at the hatchery, they're not one here, one there, one. They're usually in a school, and they're going to follow the same pattern when they're stocked. So if you can find where that school of trout is, you're going to hook up right away, and you're going to get a couple, and then if it slows down, either move to your left or to your right and see if you can find that school again until you get your limit. Well, that makes a lot of sense, Andrew, because I notice most of these guys, they're in chairs. They bring their little fold-up chairs or umbrella if it's a warm day, mm -hmm. and uh, they, they just sit it out. And uh, maybe that's not why they're not catching a whole bunch. Well, I'll try the OC Parks because I've tried uh, the, the DFW website, and it doesn't give very much for, for me personally. I haven't found much but i'll try the ac ac parks website anyway thanks for that info i think everybody that fishes uh trout gets that's good information for them uh sergio tomorrow okay tomorrow morning at 8 30 i want to mm -hmm. say first of all you know i i will after putting the finishing touches on this episode and closed captioning and and what have you um sergio i've got to put our show uh, Angler Chronicles Television, every week, five times a week. I'll put our shows right now, and this has been going on for a while, up against anything you can find on TV, outdoor programming. I'm talking about Nat Geo, Discovery, History, all these uh, big-time networks. That would always also include Wicked Tuna, Deadliest Catch, 
I will put our program up against any of them for just uh, overall quality. And that's thanks to our amazing uh, director and cinematographer and editor, uh, John Simpson. This episode coming out tomorrow, Sergio, and I'm going to let you talk about it. It, We we have titled it East Cape Getaway, uh, where you and uh, Rhonda, of course, and and Donna uh, Calise and her husband, Mark, made just this excellent trip. And you had good marlin fishing. and it, again, it'll air. It'll premiere at 8:30 tomorrow morning. But tell our listeners, Sergio, a little bit about East Cape Getaway. Right. So um, last year we were, you know, having our 35th wedding anniversary, and um, I said, let's 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 plan a little getaway. And it so happened that we got a chance to go to the East Cape. You know, without a tournament, without an event, we're just going to get get away. And I talked to Eddie and hooked up with Van Warmers in the Hotel Palmas de Cortez. Next thing you know, uh, John says, well, I, I want to go. And I said, dude, it's an anniversary trip. Ah, I'll go anyway, and I'll stay out of your hair. And if John goes, you know all his equipment comes. Well, next thing you know, we're, we find ourselves doing this. And prior to that, Donna, I was talking to Donna at the Dana Wharf in um, sport fishing. And she goes, hey, next time you go down to the East Cape, let me know. I said, well, I'm going in three weeks. Next thing you know, she had booked up uh, with her husband to go down there. A little bit, you know, she was there. She was getting there a little bit later than we were and then leaving a few days after. So um, they got a chance to come out and hang out with us while we were there, and they came out fishing with us. So this getaway was more than just fishing. It's always phenomenal fishing there. We got on the Misueños with Captain Paco. And we went out there, and um, my first cast, um, you're going to love this, Oliver, was on the bass rod on the, uh, well, on the little tiny 300. was using 15-pound test, okay? I was looking for some of that. They had some white bonita in the area, and I said, okay, let's catch a few of those and then use them, uh, put them in the tuna tubes and use them later for, for bait. And I cast it out, and I hook up onto a marlin. Okay, and you're going to see it. Uh, I've got them for quite a bit right at the boat, uh, probably about, oh, 10, 15 feet from the boat. You know, we can see him right there. He makes a head move, and you can see the beak hit the line and cut me off. Okay, which is fine because at that point, pretty much had him. But on the bass rod, 15-pound test, boys and girls. He had a marlin, and that started off the trip. Rhonda... Hooked up on a marlin. She landed hers. Then we had, uh, I, I got another one on the bass rod, except I had put a 20-pound leader on. And we got one. I handed it over to Mark, Donna's husband. He lands that one. You're going to see rooster fish. You're going to see Dorado, um, white bonita. We got into pargo. We, we had this gorgeous pargo I caught. And then we took it over to the restaurant. And they cooked it for us, and you're going to see the preparation for that as well. Uh, in addition to that, something I've always wanted to do is go horseback riding on the beach. We did that, and um, the captain says to me, I mean, the, the owner says, I mean, he goes, you ever been on a horse? And I go, well, yeah, I used to play polo back in Argentina. So he goes, okay, go for it. And he let me take the, the horse out galloping on the beach. It was really, really a fun time. So we do that. We also get on ATVs, and we go explore the local area. 
uh, we got into this area where there's um, caves in the East Cape, and the caves are full of bats, and they're uh, along this riverbed. It, it, it's really beautiful. Visited uh, the town of San Miguel, I think it was called. Um, they had a church there from the 1800s, and um, it's just, just, just more to do than just, you know, go down there, get on a boat, go fishing, come home. Yeah. Okay, so... Yeah. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll tell you, you're, you're right, and that's what this episode uh, clearly displays, is there's so much to see and do. Of course, the fishing is, is uh, pegs the needle. And, of course, this is all out of the Hotel Palmas de Cortez, one of Van Warmer resorts there in East Cape. So I just want to – I'm very excited about getting this, uh, this show on the air, uh, Sergio, and it, uh, again, 8.30 tomorrow morning. It, it will air five times this next week on Valley Sports West. Don't forget that, Sergio. Okay. Well, listen, I can see already Andrew already sent you a message, and he's got okay. the on Friends of Angler Chronicles and on Facebook, and he's got the trot schedule for you. Okay. I'll check it out. Thanks, Andrew. Listen, you guys have a great weekend. All right. Get out of the wind. All right. And, Danny, okay. I want you to pay attention to the song. We're going out with Iron Man. That's about you. Oh, okay. We'll, we'll do that. All right, guys. Everybody, hang on tight. This is Ducks Radio AMA 30 KLA. We'll be right back. This is Kevin Shattenkirk, and you're listening to Ducks Radio AM 830. Looking for the ultimate outdoor recreational experience? Look no further than the city where we dream extreme. Lake Elsinore, home of the new Launch Point Recreation Destination and RV Park. Experience next-level camping with the best amenities available. Full hookup sites, vintage trailers, themed yurts, a swimming pool, splash pad, outdoor dining, and a spacious community hall. Adventure starts here. Reserve your spot. For more information, follow Launch Point on Facebook and Instagram. Relax, play, stay at launch-point.com. Why settle for one boat when you can have access to nearly 20 in Huntington Beach and San Diego? With a Freedom Boat Club membership, enjoy fishing, water sports, and exploring local waterways aboard late model boats from top brands. Call 888-781-7363 today to learn about our one-time entry fee, low monthly membership dues, and three free months when you join the club. That's 888-781-7363 or cruise to freedomboatclub.com for details. Hi, this is Kevin Shattenkirk, and you're listening to Ducks Radio AM 830. Welcome back. Ducks Radio, AMA 30, KLA. This is Angler Chronicles. And I hope you like this music. Why do you think of this? That, that stick figure. They're good. I like it? Yeah. yeah. I know it's not hard rock, but it, well, it's... Well, no, no. I, look at that. It's not get stereotyped here. It's I, all I, good. I love this in the mornings on the AC sled. Okay, when William and I go out, this is what we play. Just put you in the mood when you're traveling. All right. Anyway, um... 
what I'd like to do here, crew, and I've got uh, Ron and Andrew and Steve and Oliver as well. I'm sure very, very shortly we'll be joined in by the Iceman himself. Um, you know who that is? Well, that'd be Mr. Steve Phelps. Yes, and he'll give us a report. I, I know weather has been an issue this week. Um, I heard the wind was howling at 27 miles an hour off our local islands uh, last night. And today, um, Piece of cake. up to 11-foot seas at four seconds, I think it was, or five seconds. So it's victory at sea. Um, Bill Kavanaugh, if you guys know the, the captain, they're coming up the line. They're coming on their way home. They had perfect weather, and he goes, I'm looking at this. And this weather goes all the way down to Cedros. They're on a 16-day, and they gotta, they're going to have to deal with that today. But wow. heading home. So anyway, so um, we've had these storms and things. However, we was able to squeeze in a little bit of fishing here and there. And uh, before I give... My report, okay, you know, and it, it, let me tell you something, Oliver. All you need to do with these folks is you got to call them out. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, sir. Okay. Then, then, uh, Leilani, all right, let's, let's go ahead and cue this next gentleman in. But, you know, like everything else, you know, He's so special to us. He's such a man that he has his own theme song. All right. Yeah, it's when that's when you dig. Well, wait until I find yours, okay? All right. Without further ado, the man himself, the ice man, because he's cold and calculating, Mr. Steve Phelps from Long Beach Sport Fishing. Good morning, Steve. Hey, did, good morning, guys. Did you Thanks have your own intro. theme song? I, I don't have thing. a theme song. Me the neither. only person that has a theme song is who? The Sheriff and now Steve Phelps. Wow. I've been, what? I've always, wow. I'm, yeah, we don't I'm have theme sad. songs. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah, we're sad. You have a theme song and we don't. Oliver, we, we got to make it not so. We're going to have to get theme songs for everybody. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, listen, like I said, this is when you know you're important. That's it. All right. Well, good morning, uh, Steve. And, you know, I wanted to get going with uh, what's going on, you know, in, in freshwater. You guys, did, did the El Dorado get a chance to go out? No, unfortunately. I was hoping to have a nice report for you guys uh, from their opener. Their opener was Thursday night, and uh, unfortunately the wind kept us tied to the dock. Dude, and it was brutal. It was brutal. I mean, nobody would have wanted to be out there. So um, it's good. It's good. Yeah, it's, it, it, tonight's trip's kind of up in the air. Then it looks like it straightens out um, for the week. Sunday night uh, is a go. Actually, it's sold out. Monday night, we still need anglers. Tuesday and Wednesday night, those trips are both a go, guys. Of course, weather permitting as always. Mm -hmm. uh, Thursday night, we need about four more guys, and then we're sold out for the weekend. Uh, once this weather straightens out, you know, we're going to go out there and start killing some fish. Well, the beginning of the week, I, I haven't checked anything past Tuesday, but it looks good. I'm, I'll, I'll be out Tuesday, so it looks really, really good. I, I highly implore people get out and, and get this thing going. Yeah, it's uh, like I said. It looks it looks like it's going to straighten out. Um, even the victory, we had to cancel the victory last night. We had forty guys, and we had to cancel because 
that weather even locally is is horrible today. So um, once that straightens out, the victory will be departing every every night, or I'm sorry, every morning at 6 a.m. Fishing local, three quarter day rockfish, sheephead, whitefish, all that good stuff. Um, but if you'd like to get on any of our boats, longbeachsportfishing.com. You click book online, and if you have any issues, just give us a call at 562-432-8993. Like I said, guys, uh, weather's going to straighten out. Let's go fishing. Yeah, and um, I'll tell you what, it's a, it's a good way um, to get out there. And, 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 and this is, Ron, what I like about three quarters, you know, you guys know that I like to go on the center console a lot. But there's something to be said about jumping on a party boat. And that is, you get on, you're not driving, you're chilling in the galley, you're having hot food. Okay, um, they're going to take it to spots that, you know, only they can go. I mean, there's a lot of places I can't anchor. I don't have enough anchor line. Um, it, it, it's, it makes for a very, very good day, you know. And the nice thing is, if you don't catch any fish, you can just come into the office and yell at Steve. It huh. gives you an option. You don't have to yell at yourself. Is that okay, Steve? <laughs> that's, that's perfect. Okay, now Steve, Steve, I'm gonna give you I'm I'm gonna give you a couple of choices here, but one in particular for now, okay? Um, and you're gonna choose Oliver's theme song. I wanna I wanna tell you what do you think about this one? Okay, so so I'm gonna put this one on right now. Oh no, wait, that's you. <laughs> I got the wrong one. I'll get I'll find it. Hold on a second, because I, I know I had it right here. Uh, Oh, here we go. What do you about think about this one for all of it? I don't know. I'm kind of lost. What, 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 what song is that, Sergio? Con la novela. <laughs> That's the one I would have picked. You know, well, you know, I, I know Oliver I, knows I that song. too old or too young for that. Well, Oliver, I know you know that song. See, the problem here is that we have a disconnect, okay? We have a disconnect because you and I share the, the Latin background. Um, Steve, I, I know he's, he's um, from Oaxaca originally. Um, you know, you can tell, but just by, just from looking at him, you know, he's, he's from Oaxaca. Okay. Oh, yeah. And, and Ron, yeah, Ron is from uh, um, somewhere. I don't know. Is it Jalisco? That's it. I'll be from there. I've been there. Ay, Jalisco. No, Jalisco no cheese. No it's a good plant. I like mariachi, but that's, you know, and I'm Argentine, so it's all good. Steve Carson, I mean, he's um, he, he's from um, California. Absolutely. <laughs> he's on the milk advisory board. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, did you hear that? Ow. Ow, yeah. Andrew just Mack. Remember, just remember what I was too lazy as a kid oh to get on my bike and ride to the beach. I trespassed on MGM Studios property uh -huh. and fished in the lake where they filmed Gone with the Wind. Allegedly. 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 That's it. And Your Honor, I have no recollection of that. Oh, and then, then we have Andrew Mack. You know, he's... Uh, I don't know where he's from, but saw, he's six feet under. I saw I saw a song. It's about a totem pole, and I can't find it. Okay, no, I'll, I, I'll find it. I have a song called Totem. Andrew's European. What's that? Andrew's European. Andrew's European. Yeah. He has a European background. European or am I? Yeah. Pian? Who's the European? I'm not. Somebody is. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Okay. Okay. Oh wait! Isn't this Steve? Isn't this 
Steve's blog for the report. Oh. I have I have Sergio's I have Sergio's theme song, and it's by Randy Newman. It's called Short People. No. If, <laughs> see, if you knew something. <laughs> and that's that's from Don Now, watch, watch Oliver knows this one. Oh, Sergio El Bailador by Bronco. Sergio Bailador, that's that was from Don Southern. Okay? There's actually a song called Sergio El Bailador. Okay, okay. good. Uh, yeah, that's All what right. I would have picked. Yeah, of course. See, yeah. see, that's what... Ron Hobbs is on fire this morning, guys. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm still laughing at the milk advisory board. That that was a good one. You know what? We are, I've always told Ron. You know, I said Ron, the day that you're funny, means you're 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 going to leave us here. Okay. Um. Well, no. So we have because yeah, this all originated with of all people, Mia. Yeah, totally. And he said, you know, Serge, just think because we we're taking a photo on a boat, and Ron was saying something. He goes, Serge, just think one day. Ten years from now, you and I will be sitting on a bench, and we'll be thinking, uh, we'll be thinking back about about Ron looking at photos. And we go, and I go, you, you're killing him. He said ten years. I was like seven, no, eight, years, eight ago. years ago. Now I got two years left. So yeah. So, so anyway, that's the joke. So right. the day that he's funny is a day that we're going to have to be worried. Okay. <laughs> All right. But anyway, so Steve, um, the boats are. On ready to roll, it's just a matter of weather, correct? Exactly, exactly. Once again, guys, in case you missed it, the El Dorado is a go for Tuesday and Wednesday night. The weather looks good. Um, come load up on some rockfish, San Nicolas Island. Okay, yeah, no, yeah, the Nick Nick's been like on fire. All right, we're looking forward to. It. I mean, I may try to sneak in. Yeah, I, I've got some time before the 25th of March. I may just sneak in during the week and, and go out fishing with you guys. Cause, come down, Sergio. Come down. Okay, yeah. I, I, I Listen, I love it, and uh, it's just, just good people. You, you got good people. I've been okay. hankering for a boat burger. You know that? Oh, yeah, the, the legendary Brian Smith burger. Yep. Brian Yes, it is. All right. Double Brian Smith burger. Steve, you hang in there, bro? Okay, and uh, you know I love you, I say, baby, and I'm gonna come. I'm gonna have to come with something up for me and Oliver, so you get a chance to make fun of us as well. How's that? Because that's how we roll. We 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 share in the in the love, and I have to. I, I will come up one for even for Steve Carson. Okay, well one that he'll he can relate to. Okay, so all good. Hey, you take care of you, and uh, we'll talk to you real soon. Okay, Steve. All right, thanks for the time, guys. You guys all have a good day. Before you go, tell See everybody you, how they can book. Longbeachsportfishing.com, and then you click the little book online tab at the top of the top of the page there. Scroll down to the trip you'd like. There's a little green button you click on. If you don't have an account, you can set one up. If you do have an account, you know what to do. Okay. I dig it. I dig it. I dig it. I dig it. Okay, excellent. Thank you, Steve. All right, guys. Thanks. All right, so I've got Oliver here. Oliver, I want to ask you a couple of questions here. We didn't get a chance to last time. Uh, the 2020 season is upon us. 2022 season is up, upon us. And, of course, we got to go to break. But here, okay, so <laughs> y- you think about this. What can we look forward to from Fishing Syndicate in 2022? And I know you've got some good, good things coming up. So think about that. When we come back, we'll discuss that. You're on Ducks Radio, AMA 30 KLA. We'll be back. This is Adam Henry, and you're listening to Ducks Radio AM 830.
Lytle Screen Printing in Huntington Beach, where quality and service are everything since 1989. Screen printing, embroidery, digital printing, Lytle does it all. Shop their extensive line of apparel and headwear or bring in your own for customization. A few embroidered shirts or thousands of printed t-shirts, Lytle has you covered. No order is too big or small. Mention Angler Chronicles and they will waive your setup fees for your first order. You can find them on the web at lysphb.com or call 714-969-2424. Lytle Screen Printing, where all your needs are met. Hello, I'm Chef Bree, head chef for Carne de Teresa, and it's my goal to make you a chef in your own kitchen. I've created the perfect and most delicious seasonings to go on top of our pollo asado and pollo adobado. And our Carne de Teresa Salvadoreño sausage is perfect for breakfast or dinner. Carne de Teresa is always hand-cut, hand-seasoned, and hand-packed right here in Southern California. You can find our delicious Carne de Teresa products at your local Albertsons, Food for Less, Ralph's, and Smart and & Final. Let Carne de Teresa make you a chef in your own kitchen. Visit CarneDeTeresa.com for recipes and more. Remember, when fishing, practice CPR. Catch, photograph, and release, and always eat more Carne de Teresa. This is Teresa. Carne de Teresa is a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles and Olive Crest. I got a garage full of fishing tackle, and every time I get out on the water, I realize I forgot something important. But I never forget my life jacket. I make sure my buddies wear theirs, too. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. I'm Dawson Baker, shooting guard. I'm Dean Keeler, center. Listen to on AM830 as we take on Cal State Bakersfield. No pregame tip-off at 1 p.m. Welcome back, everybody, on Ducks Radio, AMA 30KLA. This is Angler Chronicles. We're having a, some, a fun morning. I love this. Uh, Oliver, before I go to you, is, uh, you know, during the break, uh, Ron and I were discussing, and I think we found one uh, possible theme song for uh, Andrew. You want to hear it? Yeah, let's hear it. See? That's by the who, huh? I think it fits underneath the totem pole. (laughs) Okay, that's good. I think it's good. I like it. Yeah, that, that's the Who. It's called Wolf Totem. Yep. It is a rock song, by the way. So, it's all it's all good. All right. Pretty so scary. I, I knew who that Andrew, was. Andrew, yeah, it's pretty scary. <clears throat> and good thing we discussed it before. <laughs> anyway, all right. Let me let me go uh, to Oliver. Oliver, we started with the Green Monster this morning for trout. But what do we have? But what's the 2022 look like for fishing syndicate? So, with the supply chain being affected by everything that's going on around uh, the entire world, um, you know, some of the stuff got pushed up, but I think it looks pretty good. Um, we got some new stuff coming in. The S-Class 90J uh, should be here, uh, available to everybody in the next couple of weeks. Um, we also got the inshore composite uh, that we designed, and, and now we're bringing in uh, blanks to make that available to people. And we've been waiting on U.S. manufacturing to get that up. Uh, the company that we're working with, which is not anyone local, uh, they're not from this state, 
And for those that wonder, they are not from Washington. Uh, they're elsewhere. Uh, best kept secret that we're going to keep a secret. Uh, we just got our first sample set of the U.S. plant, I believe it was, uh, literally yesterday. So lots to, to uh, you know, coming, coming, uh, coming along and coming around. Uh, we're going to be offering, expanding our offering. We're going to continue to expand the apparel line. There's uh, three designs that are going to be put out this year. Uh, again, all this stuff is just being delayed by the supply uh, supply chain. Um, you know, even getting T-shirts nowadays has become an issue. Not only uh, has costs gone up by 30, 40 percent in some cases, uh, and every company is facing this. <clears throat> you know, I heard that uh, Shimano Daiwa uh, were going to go to TCS and they weren't after all because they just didn't have the supplies. Um, you know, supplies are scarce. And so we are sitting in a pretty good, pretty good set of supplies that are going to carry us for the next couple of years. I, I saw this coming. And, you know, over a year ago, I started to uh, stock up and stuff uh, just to make sure that we have plenty of uh, supplies to, to keep going for the next couple of years. So we were a little bit ahead of the ball, uh, the eight ball, if you will. Uh, and we got plans to through 2023 with everything that that we're working on and everything that we're going to be putting out um it's finally searching when you say what what can we expect uh mike blue came to tcs pick up one of his rods so we custom that for him which to him custom wrapping is like you right all blue okay um, but, but the, that was the thing he said he had my permission i don't remember giving it to him and I, listen, that's between you guys. Uh, he said, "You made I it." You want a blue rod? I don't know. <clears throat> you know. Um, it's funny I, you guys are doing that. I'm talking to Mike on the phone right now. Okay, and I know Mike. <laughs> I know. Mike, Mike, if you have the affidavit that said that I gave you permission to make them blue, just because your name is blue, doesn't mean well, you have the right to the blue rod. That why was, would a guy with the name Mike Blue want blue rod? It just makes no sense. I know. He, you you think he'd use that. a green monster, you know? Right. Well, exactly. Or red. Yeah. I, um. So funny, funny thing. Mike, Mike came in here. Uh, he looked at me straight in the eye. He had a smile on his face. He said, "All when you started this, did you think it was going to get this big?" Um. You know, it's funny because I didn't expect that question, and I was like, "You know, Mike, I'll be honest with you. Uh, the, the the business plan is bigger than where it's at now." Uh, but, um, you know, it, it was a flip, flip of a coin, right? I didn't know where things were going to go. At the end of the day, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. You know, you could put on a, a, a song and dance, a, pun, a pony show, and unless you attract people, unless people like the idea, unless people like the product, and obviously you need to have a good product and you need to have good marketing, um, you know, that could go nowhere if people don't, don't buy into it. Yeah, and, and, it's not about drinking the Kool-Aid, you know. Yeah, uh, and, 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 and go ahead. Well, the the thing you said, drinking the Kool-Aid. Okay, um, I got I got hooked on the bass rod, and everybody knows. And people have said, Sergio, if you could take one rod and reel outfit, what would you take? Well, would you start with the cool. bass rod? Okay, and I and I've I've actually had, I've tested that in, in the heavy scenarios. I mean, you know, we got a I'm Arlen now. Okay, we've got a sailfish, we've got um, thresher shark, I mean, uh, all the way down to you know, the, your typical bass fishing here locally. So it definitely can handle it, okay? 
However, however, I've been expanding my horizons lately, okay, using a lot more of your inshore series, um, going with a little more of the full graphite or composites. I'm learning that um, as I get older, I don't need to hurt as much. So I let the composite part of the rod absorb all the pain. <laughs> I just hold the rod and let the fish kill himself with the bend in the rod at the tip that a composite will do. Okay, and um, I, I'm telling you, there's just you have such a huge array of rods now. Well, Oliver, Oliver, what what setup would you use for a yellowtail right now? And include the iron that you have available now. Yeah, so, you know, everyone fishes differently, Ron. Uh, there's a guy that likes to fish uh, a lighter rod, uh, you know, the way Serge does, the way I hear Steve Carson talk about this thing. Uh you know, talking to Alan Tani as well. Uh, you know, uh, I'm one of those guys that likes to maximize my gear, right? And that's what makes it a sport. Uh, but then there's a guy that wants to just get the fish in uh, and, and kill it within five minutes. So any of our light, medium, heavy, all purpose, whether eight or nine foot, uh, serve that purpose. Uh, Joe Sarmiento likes using that 900 light to cast fire because he thinks that rod, you know, has plenty of power and he wants to have fun with it. Where you talk to someone like a Mike Blue or a Deccan, they want to use a heavy or extra heavy because they want to kill that fish right away. Um, I had a Steve, um, Steve um, Stoppard, Jeff Stoppard, my bad, uh, from the Outrider at the shop last, uh, a week ago. And he was telling us how, you know, they, they use our rods. Uh, on, as a boat rod. Every rod on that boat is a fishing syndicate rod. So that is a complete fishing syndicate boat. From the life aid rod to jig sticks to the trollers uh, to the kite rod. And so he was telling me how on the triple X they have killed tuna over 200 and he said, you know, I brought one in within seven minutes, Oliver. I just locked that, that uh, reel and I just put the hurt to it and, and turned its head and, and brought it right in. He said, I, I want to kill a 300 in five minutes. I was like, bro, really? So we have an unlimited rod that we have also designed for a bus. Now, we haven't put that out to the public uh, because it hasn't been out on the water enough. Uh, I have a, a couple that I have built on the show day, uh, Dave Marciano, uh, this summer when he comes out here in June. Uh, we talked about this rod a couple of years ago, and so I'm going to show him the rod, see if he wants to take it and put it to the test on the East Coast. Um, but now the Outrider has one on their boat. They're going to put a, I believe it's a 1070, uh, uh, maybe an 80 is what he's thinking. And so um, they're, they're going to try and go get these big tuna and get them in, you know, within five minutes. So... So Sergio, to answer the question, I guess, in, you know, uh, the shortest answer is there's just a lot that's going to be coming down the, the pipe. Mm -hmm. uh, stuff is going to get released this year. Stuff that I'm working on that's going to get released next year. Uh, and, you know, uh, at the end of the day, where this company goes it depends on the public. And as you know, we've encountered both. We've encountered uh, the people that love this stuff, and we've encountered the people that, you know, love catching this stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, I welcome it. Welcome at all, you know. Um, haters will hate, 
Well, you know, yeah. Let me let me stop you there. Let me just say, say this: a lot of people hate what they, what they don't understand. Okay, and they criticize it because they just simply don't understand it. Okay, um, when it comes to rods, when it comes to reels, and you know, we have you know, um, Steve Carson he is with Penn. Um, you know, we have Ben; he's with Accurate. You're with Fishing Syndicate. And what what people need to understand that is the reason you have so many different lines is because they're all different. They all fit you or they don't fit you. Okay, you either like them or you don't like them. Um, so what happens is when you find something you like, you go with it. Okay. Now, having said that, there are companies who overall have the better product. Okay. Um, again, all I can say is you put them in my hands. I took them out. We tried them out with Ron, and um, we loved them. We fell in love with them immediately. So, and then we put, but I put I, them to the test. I have yet to break one. Okay, that was not uh, that was say during so a fight or you something. Didn't leave in a rail. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I one of them. Locked. Well, one of them must have gotten. Um, uh, hit in the door, okay, because what had happened was I got stuck on the bottom. I, I was getting a call, but of all people, Ben, I was on the center console, so I hand over my rod to um, uh, to William. I said, William, I'm stuck, let me get this phone call. So he grabs and he's pulling up and straight up and down, trying to get out of the, the, the I'm stuck in the bottom, and it broke, okay? And I go, wow, okay, so that that's a graphite problem. I must have hit it somewhere. You know when you nick graphite, it's over. At some point, it's going to go. The other one, I was helping out another gentleman and who got stuck on the bottom. I put mine in the rod holder. Mine hits the bottom, and it just bends and bends and bends until it broke. But where did it break? Down where it was, you know, on the rod holder. Okay, of course, the rod went flying in the water with a brand-new reel, but that's a different talk <laughs> for another day. But I haven't really broken one in a fight and even on a hard fight. <clears throat> okay, and so... You, you, know, you will not break one if you use it properly. Correct. Um, obviously, graphite is a whole different ballgame because, um, you know, graphite can get mixed while you're traveling with it. Uh, it. It hits the deck, and it just hits in the right spot puts a very tiny structure in that graphite, uh, not glass. And so it's like bone, you know, uh, it will shatter when it goes under pressure. Uh, but, you know, that's not quite the case with uh, a composite that has glass. Uh, but even those will break. I mean, listen, at the end of the day, they're levered. They're not meant for them to be tossed around like some people do, tossed on the floor. I hear music. Yeah, That's so we got, but it you got to go take a break. So let me let me go do that. Uh, we're on Ducks Radio, AMA 30K LA. We're talking to Andrew, Oliver, Steve, Ron, and myself, and we'll be right back. Listening to Ducks Radio AM 830. Looking for something to do today? Come check out what's new at Michael's Sports Pub and Grill. Michael's was voted Orange County's best sports bar. 
Whether it's sports, drinks, games, or food, Michael's has something for everybody. And don't forget the wings that Michael is famous for. Michael's Sports Pub and Grill, 15192 Golden West Street, Westminster, California. Just south of the 405 Freeway, Michael's Sports Pub and Grill. Don't blink on the sink with the original hookup baits. With their patented design, the original hookup baits are built in the USA using only the highest quality of materials and owner hooks. After years of research and development, the original hookup baits have captured the profile and lifelike action causing fish to bite, whether it's in salt water or fresh water, jigging or trolling. Go to hookupbaits.com or participating tackle shops and get yours today. Remember, don't blink on the sink and practice catch, photograph and release. The perfect day is my family and I on the boat, out on the waterway. I love it. Nothing but sun, snacks, fishing, and of course, life jackets for everyone. Save the ones you love. Life jackets save lives. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Hi, this is Josh Manson, and you're listening to Ducks Radio AM 830. You like that? Tell her about Kool-Aid. You yeah. need Kool-Aid? <clears throat> nope. Right. Great song, though. Absolutely. All right, folks, you're on Ducks Radio, AMA 30 KLA, and we're going to wrap up the show right here. Holler, I'm going to let you finish your thought, okay? Uh, the, you got stuck with the music going out. Oh, no problem. So, yeah, lots, lots, lots to come, Sergio. And, uh, you know, on one hand, we're very thankful to everyone that supported us and continues uh, to support us and, you know, uh, give us a patronage, right, buy from us. Um, you know, we, we, we see a mixture of, of new faces coming in. We had a gentleman drive down uh, from close to Sacramento uh, this week. He, uh, they're catching a uh, bluefin up in, um, um, uh, what did he say, uh, Monterey. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's got a couple of friends, and they go out and they get bluefins. They just don't have the right rods up there. So this gentleman drove down, uh, drove down here, uh, and bought four, uh, four rods, uh, all of them heavy duty, uh, the double X and the triple X to take back so they, they could uh, land this, this bluefin. He's been watching us for the last few years, and like every company out there, you know, Sergio, uh, none of these companies that are in business uh, started with the reputation they hold now, right? Mm-hmm. Not, not any of the rod companies that uh, I will not mention. Uh, out of respect for them, you know. Uh, but then, you know, you, you look at companies like Ken, Shimano, Daiwa, uh, Accurate. Everyone had something unique to offer. Uh, and I fished all these reels, right? Uh, the twin drags from, from, from Accurate and, you know, Shimano, Moose Drag. And obviously, Penn, you know, uh, who started it all and who hasn't uh, owned and fish under a national still, in my opinion, the top reel that there is for, for the big game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I haven't tried these new Falama bait casters because they're black, but I hear they're not silver. And I have, I'm gonna a, listen, my, I'm going to get a couple of those. I have, the, the which one's the one I have? The 40, Steve? A four, you have a 400. 400. And it 400. is simply brutal. I mean, let me tell you, drag? Oh, my. Okay. So it, it's definitely one that I would so highly you know recommend. Me and casters. What baitcaster haven't I used before? Right. So, well, and uh, I and I, I owned them all. so this is okay. So having said that, okay, for our listeners, you know, I can say this: 
Uh, Steve has gone through a lot of rods and, and reels. So has Ron and myself and you. And, you know, uh, Steve likes pen. His pen arsenal is perhaps one of the deadliest arsenals I have ever seen. Okay. Um, I don't necessarily have a strictly all pen. Um, I, I'm a mix and matcher. Okay. I have found that uh, for certain applications, I like certain reels. However, for the first time ever, I found a rod company that I just simply like the up all the way from the top of the line to the bottom of the line. I mean, through, and I don't mean uh, price wise, just range wise. Okay. Uh, what you offer really is nice because you have a basic package. If you guys don't know, you get an L, an M, or an H, depending what you do. Get, get the composite, perfect rod, okay? Um, if you want to go just full graphite, you have that. If you want to go inshore, you have that. So, so what I'm saying is you've broken up. You've become specialized in some of the areas, okay? You've got the all-famous... Um, uh, the the 710H with this, the bass rod that I use, you can get it in both um, six and seven graphite, right? You have your choice. That's right. Okay. Uh, no, so so the bass that we use is uh, an RX7 blend. Uh -huh. uh, the inshore inshore graphite series that we developed is an RX6 blend. Mm -hmm. uh, an RX6 just happens to be a little more forgiving, uh -huh. uh, a little more flexible. Uh, and so, and you know where the, people, that comes in, in, in? This is where I've seen people make the mistake. Guys, just because you see somebody bounce a fish, don't just assume it, it's just bouncing a fish. There's a certain technique, and you've got to know when and where to put the bounce. You've got to know how long of a line between you and that fish. So when you bring it up, you know, got to know when to release it. If not, you're just going to break your rod. Uh, when I started learning how to bounce fish, I must have broken four or five tips on my own. Okay? And, and you're going to do it. The bass rod is not the one you want to do that with. Okay? The, the, okay? So unless you're really, really good, mm, just back off a little bit. you got to know how to bounce fish. Yeah. And, and, and listen, there's no shame in it. You just got to learn it. I don't know that I would try to learn it with an expensive rod. That's all I would say, or or a favorite rod. You gotta practice with an S glass or a composite if you don't know Correct. how to bounce fish yet, because that's, those are gonna be more forgiving. And, and, and listen, so there's a place in time. People ask, you know, what 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 rod should I buy uh, for all around, uh, all around where? Yeah, uh, exactly. I mean, all around, you're gonna fish bass and go fish tuna. Um, you know, the, the minute you start thinking of going offshore. You gotta start thinking composite. You gotta start, you know, thinking um, some, some glass in it. And as, as Steve has mentioned several times, and so has Ben, uh, there's a place in time. You know, that graphite rod has a fast tip. Uh, you want that when you're fishing bass, you're fishing structure. You want something that's gonna shut off quickly, bury that hook, and turn that fish away from from the structure. Correct. Uh, that's not necessarily the case when you're offshore. There is no structure. So you don't need to be concerned with, you know, um, getting getting a, a fast tip rod. You at that point you want something that's gonna be more of a marathon mm -hmm. than a sprint, right? And that's where your composite really comes in. That's when the composite really comes in. I love it tuna fishing. Okay, so Well <laughs> in Sergio, you know, uh, Steve I'm sure will tell you that bottom four hundred that was not developed for fishing tuna. You know. Um there's a reason why we used to call them bass reels, right? You know, bait casters. Uh -huh. um, and typically, typically that bait caster is something you would use um, 
with an artificial plastic, you know, fishing structure, fishing itself. Like, uh, can can the Fathom 400 baitcaster land a tuna? Absolutely, land a yellowtail. But that's not what the purpose of it was for. You know, um, when you're going to be out there fishing live bait, you you want an open spool, uh, start drag, or better yet, a two speed. Uh, and you know, it used to we used to be told a couple of decades ago. You want that two feet uh, when you're fishing anything over 40, 50 pound test. Heavy, extra heavy uh, rod. Um, listen, it's fun to have a two speed when you're fishing 20 pound test. Um, you know, you, nice, you, you hook a nice fish and 20 pound test uh, doesn't break that easily. Uh, no. Especially if it's fresh, fresh like, it's, like it's supposed to be. And, and in um, case you're wondering if it breaks really easy or not, uh, get stuck on the bottom and try to pull. Okay. You find out 20 is not that easy to break. But let, let me do this before you go any further. Uh, how much time do I have, Leilani? Okay. we got about five minutes left, and I've got to give this report out because people are asking. It was the, it was the opener this week. I know that GT and um, Rick went up north, right, to Marina del Rey. They caught some fish. What I didn't see south of uh, Marina del Rey was anything of size. If you want, if you got something of size, you're probably out of San Diego, uh, fishing Mexico, or up in Oxnard Ventura area. Here locally, um, there was some fish, but no monsters. In fact, Don and I went out on Tuesday, and we tried to get some rockfish. We got a, a smaller link cod. Um, we, we did catch some, uh, let's see, a cabazon. We, we caught uh, whitefish, all the whitefish you wanted. Uh, we got into some bass as well. Um, and then the craziest thing, I finally, in all my days, had to call or send the picture to Steve to identify. I caught a stargazer. Um, if you catch one of these guys, Steve, aren't you? <laughs> I'm glad I decided not to touch it. I used uh, my pliers on his lip to... To hold them and take the picture, uh, extremely poisonous, by the way. Extremely. Yeah, that fish is that fish is still wishing he had another shot at you. Yeah, I think you so. You handle him very carefully, which was very smart. And actually, since you didn't know what it was at the time, you also did the smartest thing possible, which was besides handling it carefully, you let it go. Oh yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And it was. Um, if you guys want to see what it looks like, I did put something up on Angler Chronicles, both the. Uh, the the page and the group friends around the house you can see the stargazer i hadn't again never seen apropos name if you look at its eyes they're they're like on top of its head looking up so i guess that's why yeah they're 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 very cyclical and you know nobody really fishes for them on purpose either sport or commercial so they're sort of caught by accident but uh and and when you sent me that picture i kind of read up a little bit on their history um, they may go a couple of years without one being seen in Southern California, and then for no particular reason that anybody knows, they start showing up in the catch. There's been a couple of those caught just recently, uh, a couple of landings of posted photos as well as yours. Uh, for whatever reason, we're on an upcycle. But that little thing on the back of their gill plate that looks like a sharp ear, that is not a sharp ear. Fish don't have ears. Mm -hmm. That is a spine. It's got poison in it. 
and it will go into you, and it will hurt a lot. Yeah, it, it's supposed to be worse than, than scoping. So. Yeah. All right, yeah. so um, that's what's going on here. I do know in the longer range, um, great wahoo fishing, great um, uh, yellowfin. Uh, but, you know, you got to be on a 16-day. The Intrepid did really well. Okay. Um, I'm a big kudos to my buddy Pablo. He's in the in the southern hemisphere. He fishes in Argentina, fishing south of Nokan, and they're in that area. And Pop, Pablo catches a lot of nice fish. Yeah, he you should well, have him on as a guest. Well, he's a guide. He he's actually a guide. He guides over there, and um, the, the the fish he get, catches are just and a lot. If you guys think the browns, the size of those browns are just crazy. And full fins, it's 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 unbelievable. That that's where I guess two pound. I don't think they're doing it on two pound test. He's yeah, I, I don't think that that's when you're when you're in fast moving water. That is, you know, any sort of a good sized river. That's sort of the exception to the rule on two pound test, just because. Uh, besides the fish, you're fighting that current all the time. Okay, well, I'll put Ron here on the spot real quick. Uh, Angry Chronicles, when's the next, uh, when's their first, first trip that people can sign up with? Hey, you got to call the Enterprise at Pier Point Landing. Okay. And at uh, 962-983-9300. And that may be a Fishers and Men. Oh, no, no, yeah, that, it, one, that wouldn't be. Right. That, that, that goes through right. them. Okay, perfect. But um, we do have the uh, El Dorado on May 22nd. I have four spots left, so if you guys want to go. Okay, see, they, I knew they go fast. So only four spots left on that. Okay, uh, where's the breakfast club meeting this morning? It is at Harry's Cafe on Bolsa. On Bolsa in Huntington Beach. All right, so if you're interested, Harry's Cafe. All right, so uh, Oliver, uh, what I really wanted you to mention was the absolute most beautiful lineup you have, the AC Sergio-influenced line, okay? Because we have our own AC line with three options, right? Oliver? Absolutely right. Can you hear me? Yeah. Go ahead. Speak up. Okay. Yep. No, absolutely, Sergio. Uh, the uh, SS by Angle Chronicles or Angle Chronicles by SS, whatever you want to call it. Um, you, know, you get three different options, all black, all blue or silver, or a combination of black, blue, and silver. Yeah, they're, they're um, simply unbelievable. And Ron, Ron, I think we might do something special instead of black and blue we might do black and red and make him look better because he likes red all right listen everybody have a great oh excellent well listen everybody have a great weekend okay there you go see it's the show we're done we're out of here we'll talk to you next week. be kind bye we'll see you next week on angler chronicles